Welcome to Women Wake Up, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, abundance, and joy. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I wanted to explore the topic of serenity, more specifically, seeking out serenity. How do we find serenity in our day-to-day life? How do we make time to experience serenity and prioritize it as a means of enjoying what is rather than chasing after what we're looking for next? So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And for today's episode, I want to focus on the concept of serenity, seeking serenity, making time for serenity, experiencing serenity. And this is because it's a topic that's been on the forefront of my mind recently. I've been thinking about the value, the utmost value of peace, a sense of peace, a sense of calm. And I've been thinking about this as I've been living in a new space after a pretty tumultuous December where I first found myself relocated to upstate New York and lived in a few places that were beautiful and wonderful in their own right, but didn't work out and having to move around and feel very uprooted. And of course, I had been traveling, yet it's very different to be on an adventure to be on to be traveling and moving from place to place. You get used to it. It's a different feeling. You know that you're moving into one space one day for a few days and then on to the next. But when you think that you found somewhere to settle and you get yourself situated and then have to move again, it's a little bit more draining. It's a little bit more jolting to your system because you think that you finally found a place where you can really kind of stay in and make your own and make plans for, and then it doesn't work out. So now being in a new space that although it's not permanent, this is a place where I'll be for the next six months because I'm in a place called Saratoga Springs, New York, which is very famous for its horse racing. And a lot of the rentals here will kick people out (laughs) right when the horse races start in July because they can make so much money from people who want to rent spots for the, the racing season, which is about two and a half months. Even just this span of time feels so delightful to me. So it got me thinking about serenity. I've had more moments as I've been putting this place together. And this place is also very beautiful. It's, it's very light. It has a lot of warmth and light to it. It's all, uh, it's painted white. So it's just, it's bright. It gets a lot of direct sunshine. It has a lot of windows. It's very clean. It feels like a newer space. And so it just has this feel that is more light and bright and calming to me and serene. Like it feels like something that should have like a nice 
breeze blowing through it all the time and like blue and white come to mind. Although I've decorated my desk with gold and pink and white. That's kind of become my my theme. Pink is also to me a very serene sense, right? We think of pink when we think of love and feeling a calmness and peace and ease with others. That's what I think of when I think of pink. What came to mind one day is I was, you know, it was like a Friday. It was like a Friday evening and I was wrapping up my day and putting things away and I had turned off any music or TV and I didn't have my phone and just kind of the way that we put our house together for at the end of the night or put things away, right? We close things down for the night and just doing that in that silence, I just had this sense wash over me of calm and serenity and I thought, this is all I want. This is all I want right now is just to appreciate this and enjoy the serenity. I don't know what's going to happen during these next six months. I don't know where I'll go after them. I don't know when I will have big turning points in my life, new opportunities, meet new people. I don't know that. None of that is anything that I have the ability to know. Yet what I do know is that it's so nice to have a space that feels safe, that feels warm, that feels welcoming, that will keep me for at least six months. And I just want to be in that place. It reminds me of when I first got sober. This was back in 2015. And I think I've spoken on this in the show, but it bears repeating. I'll say it again. I got a job. This is when I was, I had finished school and I needed to get my hours. Therapists have to get 3,000 hours in California in order to even take their exam to be licensed. And I got a job in the middle of nowhere. If you know Solano County in California, it's kind of far out there, far removed, has wonderful, beautiful spots, but it was nowhere where I knew anybody or knew the area. In a series of very serendipitous events, somebody was really wanting to get rid of their apartment. They had to move suddenly. They wanted to give it to somebody with all its furniture. And so I got that, which was great. And I remember being there the first day and it was so quiet. I hadn't lived on my own in a long time. I'd had roommates. Previously, before that, I'd been living with my parents for a year and a half, which was not calm or serene. And it was just so quiet. And I remember sitting at my desk and just appreciating that and just thinking, wow, this is nice. Because also at that time in my life, I was moving to a place that I didn't know anybody. I was not drinking, so I wasn't going to be living the lifestyle I used to, which was going out and partying and using and all of that. And so I knew, okay. This is what I want to embrace, is the quiet, is the calm. And that's where I feel, feel now. And what I really felt was this is what this time is for. Don't worry about focusing too much or feeling too much stress to build your business or meet somebody. Maybe those things will happen. Maybe they won't. Yet you can just make this a beautiful space for you to be in and feel safe and feel at peace, get rest. Work on yourself, body, mind, and soul. Attend to those things. It has been, it, it always, when you travel, it is always disruptive to your system, right? I wasn't eating as healthy as I usually do. I wasn't working out as much. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't incorporating as many spiritual practices. I did here and there, but it's just when you're moving like that and you're traveling like that, it's more challenging. So that's what I really just wanted to get back to. And so I thought, this is it. This is what this time is for. 
But guess what else? It's also about, as I've said, shedding. And shedding can be upsetting. (laughs) So it's nice to have a space where you can go back to a serene and calm state during those periods when you're letting things go. Yet you know what? Shedding isn't always that difficult. Sometimes it's just very natural. It might be shocking. It might feel strange to shed certain things, certain ways of being, because that's what shedding also is. It's about letting go of the way that we used to conduct ourselves and live our lives. As I've spoken to, I've spent a lot of my life comparing myself and thinking about the way that I don't have the things that I want or don't present as the way I wish I did. And I'm learning to release that and to only, as I spoke of about the New Year's episode, only focus on what I desire, only have my eyes forward at what I dream of my future looking like, of what I know will come to be at the right time, and not indulging in those self-defeating thoughts. So it can be uncomfortable and challenging, yet it can be nice to also let those things go and actively make an effort to shed them and to act differently. So, and along with that, there's a quote that I found this week that I wanted to share for this episode because it pertains to the road to finding peace and serenity and what and why it's worth it, what you get when you travel down this road. It says, the road to peace will take you through all the parts of you that aren't really you. Collapsing timelines, ending cycles, closing chapters, until one day you wake up as a version of yourself that's no longer complicated by the inner confusion of who you are not. At peace as yourself. And that really hit me because that encapsulated exactly what I'm speaking to about why I just want to use this time to be in a place of serenity and peace. And that's where you will find yourself if you allow yourself to end those cycles. And I thought about that because I've, I've spoken on this about this on the show too, that I often wake up just feeling my mind kind of running with, oh gosh, is, is this okay? Is that okay? I have to worry about this. I have to worry about that. And when this said, stated in this quote where it says, one day you wake up as a version of you that's no longer complicated by the inner confusion of who you are not. And it was like, bam, that's what I was trying to describe. I feel like I wake up feeling uneasy because there's all this energy fluttering around me of worries and concerns and doubts, which is not true, which is not a representation of my true essence of who I really am. So just imagining being able to wake up and no longer feel that feeling, no longer feel confused by the things that I'm not. I don't know if that makes sense or translates. I hope that that statement, that message, that quote resonates with you all as much as it did with me, but something just hit me about it. And I realized that's it. That's what I'm working towards. And that's what all of this has been about. And as challenging as certain obstacles may be, they're ultimately getting you to peace. They're put in your path to make you realize who you're not. So you can move into who you are, which is a person that is is at peace with themselves, that does experience serenity because they can appreciate the moment. And this brings me back to seeking serenity. So What I've just said really applies to the sort of theme I'm having right now at the beginning of the year, which is shedding what we're not, finding out the things that hold us back, 
releasing them so we can make space and knowing that this path towards peace is so worth it. It's not always going to be easy, but it's getting us to the place where we can wake up feeling completely at ease, completely calm, completely serene, knowing exactly who we are and that nothing has to truly worry us or trouble us because nothing can truly impact who we are at our heart center, at our core, in an infinite essential way. And I know that's a big statement, (laughs) yet it's possible. We all have experienced an amount of serenity to a certain degree throughout our lives. If you can experience a little bit, you can experience a lot more. I was also inspired to do this episode because the episode I released this past week or last week, the guest episode with Jake Eagle, the wonderful Jake Eagle, a fellow therapist who wrote the book, The Power of Awe. And I got a lot of great feedback back about it, which made me realize, wow, this is what people are really into right now. So I know I am onto something that I'm also feeling called to just experience the calmness and serenity of life and just enjoy and revel in that and not worry too much about where things are going. Because so many of you reached out to say, oh my gosh, I loved this episode. Like this really hit for me. It made me want to go out and start doing some practices. One of my beautiful listeners even shared how she started to do a 14-day awe challenge to make that time every day to be in awe. One of them was walking barefoot in the grass just to feel that and be with that and experience that. And I loved that. So yeah, it just kind of floored me even further to think this is really what we're wanting right now. We want all the chaos to go before anything else falls into place. It's as if we're all having this collective moment of wanting to have a stable, calm, peaceful foundation to build upon because we all know what it's like when we build upon something that is unstable. When we're in such a rush to find a person or make the right connections or to move our business forward that we do things haphazardly, we do things in a rush, and it just doesn't turn out to be solid, substantial, abundant. And rarely do those things grow out of something that is forced or pushed or rushed. So we surrender and we say, okay, I'm just going to focus on my peace and serenity. And that's what I wanted to do in this episode was just offer a little things, a little few activities that I found to incorporate in my day, in my week, that's helping me to cultivate that serenity and to bring me back when I start going off on a tangent of something, wondering, oh my gosh, is this, am I going to meet, is something going to happen between this person and I? I was doing that recently and I realized for those out there who are looking for their person, for those who have their person, I hope it's beautiful for you. And I hope that you work with them to create serenity practices, to have serenity in your partnership, because that's also something that's hugely impactful in our lives and is hugely beneficial to experience that kind of peace within the relationship. For those of you who are single and looking for somebody and hope this is the year it's going to happen, this is the week it's going to happen, the month, trust me, I play that game all the time. (laughs) But I realized something. I, know, I spoke to this when I was traveling because I talked about how I didn't really have many romantic connections last year. Even one that I was hoping would happen didn't happen. But when I set off on my trip, I was actually grateful because I had a clear mind. It's on that same note, but I'm, I'm moving it into the realm, the concept of serenity, right? Yes, of course, I'm excited for when I meet the person that I'm going to spend my life with, my true love, 
Also, for those those listening who are looking for love, I just have to throw this out there. Something I heard this week that also connected with me, an oracle card that I saw, it said, true love, come to me. And then below it, it said, true love shall come to me as I do will, so mote it be. Of course, this is a little bit pagan witchy talk. But hey, if you connect with it, why not state that throughout your day? And and that's also, to me, a part of serenity is when you're just doing things that are within your control to affirm and to declare what you see in the future, what you are looking forward to experiencing, but not demanding it, not needing it, but just almost already celebrating it as if it is just waiting for you like a beautiful present right down the road, like a beautiful, I just had an image of like a beautiful lake that you're walking towards and you just can't wait to jump into it, to dive into that beautiful love that you will receive, to dive into that beautiful abundance that's just down the path. So stating things like that, true love, come to me, is you're stating, I'm ready, here I am. And that true love shall come to me. You're affirming that you know this and you have no doubts about it and you're not worried about it. You're not concerned about the timing because you're surrendering to divine timing. With that said, you can do that. You can be excited. You can affirm that these things are on their way. But you can also have gratitude that it's not here quite yet and that you're not going to have any more time wasted with anything less than that which is what I've been thinking about because, again, what I was trying to say <laughs> is that as eager as I am at times, right, We all, I don't know if anybody else who's single does that this, but, you know, like Friday I went out to go see some live music and I'm like, maybe I'll meet somebody. Maybe, maybe, who knows, who knows? And then I thought, you know, the last real, whatever you want to call it, dating, relationship, love affair that I had was in 2022 and it was most of that year. And even though I knew that it wasn't the one or long-term, it wasn't healthy. It was my inspiration to talk about most of my videos around, for example, it takes two to toxic or when trauma picks your partner, those videos and those episodes because it just was not a healthy thing. Even knowing that, when I look back now, I'm, a, I'm really completely neutral to it now. It's not someone who's in my life anymore. It's not somebody that I think about or, ha- or feel one way or another about anymore. I don't have those lingering feelings. But it took, if I'm real, it took almost a year from the time that it ended to fully get over it. And, you know, when we're ready, when we're really ready to make that statement of true love, come to me now, nothing else is going to do and anything else is going to deter you and waste, is going to be a detour and going to waste your time and emotional energy. I know that not all flings and connections take a year to get over, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. (laughs) And it made me grateful where I thought, you know, I'm just going to chill. If on a Saturday night, I'm just curled up on the couch and watching a new show and sitting next to the beautiful dog that I adore, that's okay. And maybe it's best to do that than to get involved in something that's just going to get me tied up emotionally and cause a long healing period of recovery. Now, I'm not saying that if it comes your way to deny it, because the other side of it is that those situations also give you so much opportunity for learning and growth and experience. So I believe when they come into your life, it's for a reason. 
But I believe if they're not coming into your life, it's also a reason that could indicate your angels, your guides saying, "Mm -mm, you don't have time for that. The real thing is coming. The same way that, as I've spoken about also in previous episodes, if certain things in your life are falling away, whether it's work-related or friends-related or community-related and it's just not coming together, that could be spirit saying, "Uh uh-uh. That's not for you anymore. That's not a part of your next chapter. We're trying to let it go. We're trying to take it away, and you're not letting us. We always fight, right? We fight against what we think we shouldn't lose and what shouldn't happen and try to fight for what we think should happen. And it's all ultimately, for the most part, wasted energy that we're depleting when we're meant to sustain our energy and just be in a place of surrendering and serenity. So that brings me back to the topic It all kind of comes together. Do you understand that when we're in the process of working towards peace, there will be challenges that allow us to release what is not who we really are so that we can wake up one morning and feel totally at peace because guess what? All that extra shit is gone. All that chaos swirling around our head has peace the fuck out. And it's just us with our serene mind calm head, peaceful body. Life will always have challenges. That's what it is in this world, especially to my beautiful mothers out there. If you have a household with children, you have a husband, you have a dog, you have a job, it can feel like constant chaos. Yet that's kind of what, what I think is why the power of awe resonated with a lot of people is because people who don't normally have a lot of moments for awe. They can do it in micro doses. And the same can be said for serenity. Ideally, you can take a little more space for that. Because for me, serenity is about really sitting into the essence of calmness and peace, even if it's in the middle of the storm, and honoring your sacred self and knowing that you're always safe and protected and have access to a state of serene peace. Some of the ways that I recommend cultivating that practice is one is like I said, if you can find a time, and again, even if you're a mom, maybe it's after the kids have gone to bed, maybe your husband is getting ready for bed and you have a moment to yourself, turning off everything, your phone, any music. And I I love music, but there's a time and a place for complete silence, I believe. And I think that's ultimately where serenity lies. And just whatever it might be that allows you to feel awareness of the lack of noise, the lack of distractions, the lack of chaos, and just sitting with that. For me, sometimes it's just sitting by a window, even at, the, even at nighttime, and just looking out the window and just acknowledging and being aware of the stillness, the quiet, finding appreciation for it, and saying in your mind, any mantra that serves you, right? Again, if you're single, it could be true love come to me now. Looking at that beautiful moon and just looking at the moon and knowing somewhere out there that moon is also shining over your future partner that you're getting closer to every day. It could just be having gratitude for your beautiful home and your beautiful family. It could be gratitude for a safe home and a safe place for your health. Just sitting in that and that serenity, in that space of calm, of calm. I know for me, that's when I always feel closest to source because to me, that's what source is. It's that calm, 
peaceful, serene home base that I sometimes get to touch back into. So that's what I want you to do. Think of it as touchstones, touchstones. Find that touchstone you can sit on at the end of your day and just breathe in that serenity of put, maybe putting your hands on your heart and just recognizing, wow, I'm here. I'm safe. There's no sound around me. There's no distractions. Everything will pick back up tomorrow in all its chaotic glory. Yet for this moment, I sit in peace with myself. I sit in this serene moment. And I'm so grateful for that. Other ways to do this is to find activities that help you to feel in the state of flow, I suppose is the best way to describe it. Even my dear listeners practice of walking barefoot. There's something about getting back to our roots, getting back to nature. I like to go out in the, in the forest and feel like a fairy. <sighs> that feels very serene to me. Again, it's the lack of distractions. I like going without my phone, without any music. And again, goodness knows I love putting my headphones in. And sometimes I just need to go for a run or listen to pump up music. But when I'm looking for serenity, I like to just go and walk. Barefoot can be a little challenging, yet, hey, you can do it. It is challenging in the winter. I will say that. That's when you want to do more of the indoor ones that I described before. On that note, also, when it's more spring, summer, warmer months, going outside under the stars, talk about serene. Just having the cosmos up above you, just breathing it in, the moon, just communing with that with the cosmos, with the universe, with the galaxy, is very calming. Also walks in the woods. I mean, if you can do it naked, do it naked, (laughs) right? I've said before that I like to go out on a full moon when I used to live right next to this big old hill in Palo Alto. And it was kind of off like the main road. So I just go out there at like midnight on a full moon and just go in a dress and then just rip off my dress and dance naked under the full moon as we're meant to. But just things out in nature and not to be bringing back the original hippie insult, but hug a tree, (laughs) be a tree tree hugger, just connecting with things around you, lying on the the forest floor, just doing things that make you and noticing the little sounds when everything is still, the sound of something falling through the branches, the sound of the birds, and just watching life unfold around you. Because also the, the essence of serenity is, is simpl- simplifying, right? Simplicity. Not overcomplicating things the way that we do in our human life. Many of our struggles in human life is because we have so extremely complicated life to the nth degree. I mean, we truly could, if we wanted to, still just be walking around naked and barefoot through the forest and foraging and finding a way to live together. And innovations and technology have many of their own gifts, but it, we can, you can argue about this. You can, many debates have been made around this, but you can't deny that there is greater serenity and simplicity in the way we used to live. So returning to that, returning to your roots, returning to places that make you feel your true calm essence, because there is always an eye of the storm within you the eye that is always calm. No matter what is going on around you, there is a space inside of you that is perfectly still. 
and harnessing and full of love. I remember the first time I ever felt that. It was a big turning point for me. I've told I've spoken of this before, but it was when I set out to basically study at the school of a spiritual bookshop, East West Books, and collect quotes. And as I was writing them, of course, I was starting to have my own stuff, ideas around spirituality come up. And rather than learning, I feel like I was recalling it, I'm sure from past lifetimes where I did this kind of work. And I just had this sense. I had this sense that told me, because I was always so pulled into the chaos, the fear and the intensity of things happening around me. Oh my God, this happened. It's the most devastating thing ever. How can I ever be okay? But then something told me like there's something inside of me that's no matter what is going on in the external world is completely calm and at peace. And if I could only just access that, I could feel that and be within that too. So whatever helps you to visualize that is also a good way to connect with the serenity inside of you, the peace, the eternal peace, the eye of the storm within that is always accessible to you no matter what craziness is going on in your life. And then lastly, we've kind of covered ways to get into a serene place emotionally and mentally. Physically, what I find powerful is touch. So sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I just want to connect back to myself, I'll again like strip down and I can take a bath or even out of a bath, I'll get lotion and I'll just rub my feet, rub my legs, just really getting into reconnecting with my body, being embodied, right? Also throughout our day, it's very easy to be feel distant and detached from our bodies. We're just moving, 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 so consumed by distractions and details and things we have to do that we're not really even in our bodies. Doing something to get you back to your body. And it could just be lying on the floor and just watch, just watching yourself breathe, watching your chest lift and lower to bring you back into a calm state. Breath is always a powerful way to feel a sense of calm and serenity, of course. And it goes without saying that meditation does that as well, but it's so commonplace. I didn't want to throw it in here because I'm sure you guys have heard it so many times. It's very trite. I will always recommend a meditation practice, but to me, your own unique breath practice is more connected to serenity. So if it's lying on the floor and watching your breath, if it's Rubbing your hands with lotion, rubbing your arms, rubbing your shoulders, running your hands through your hair, just really connecting back with your body can bring you into that calmer state, reminding you that you're safe, almost like a comforting, gentle touch to yourself. I hope that these are helpful to you all, and I hope that you guys will all try to incorporate and think of your own ways of how you find your space and experience of serenity. After a busy day or at the start before a busy day, remembering that you always have that calm center within you no matter what. It's the eternal. It's what we truly are. Everything else is just an illusion, just a result of being in a chaotic world that we've created, a very disruptive and very overcomplicated world. Simplify, simplify, simplify. That is my message to you. If you want to create a serene state and life for yourself, just simplify, simplify, get back to basics, 
grounding yourself, walking on the earth, turning things off, being out in nature, making your space a nice, calm space, whether for you that's decluttering, organizing, all of these things help attribute to serenity, which I hope you all find in a beautiful way for yourselves. And now I will pull a card from Nature Whispers Oracle. It just felt appropriate because we're talking about simplifying and serenity, and that always makes me think of nature. And this deck is so gorgeous. I really encourage all of you to at least look it up because the pictures are just phenomenal, just so brilliant and bright. So let's see what card wants to come through for this reading. And here it is. Ooh, okay. Well, every time I pull a card, it always seems to want to contradict <laughs> the message I'm saying. Like that one friend that you make a point and they're like, well, what about this? <laughs> so I'm talking all about serenity, but this card is number 30, adventure. So it's also, but it shows like a mermaid in a shell, in a conch shell above these beautiful islands. And within the shell is another ocean and she's looking down. So you can also find serenity in exploring new places you can find that sense of serene peace and calm as you allow yourself to venture into places, fully trusting, fully surrendering that you've never been. And it may not even be physical. It may be new depths of love for yourself, love for another, love with a friend, love for what you do. Adventuring into the unknown is this card is saying that it's basically that's a surprise source of serenity for you because it's, sometimes it's not until seeking out new places and new things that you realize maybe a place where you feel even more comfortable, even more at home with, you never know until you venture out of the norm. So let's see what the description is for this card. Adventure. It is an excellent time to take a short jaunt anywhere that inspires you. If you enjoy horseback riding or riding a bike, create the opportunity to do this. Just get outdoors and travel. It will help you break out of your routine. It may also expose you to a different outlook, a new opportunity, or an escapade. You are really going to feel so much better after taking a break. There is no feeling quite like having the wind blow through your hair or the sun or the sun on your back. Beautiful. See, that's that's what it's coming in to say like, hey, you forgot something. You're you're missing this whole another whole point of serenity, which is that it can come from a different outlook. It can come from going into new places, somewhere that feels novel and exciting and having that freedom, that sense, as this card describes, of the wind blowing through your hair and thinking, this is an adventure now. This is exciting. And feeling that peace through your body as you're not holding the same tensions that you usually, usually hold or having the same frustrations from an old outlook, you're going to experience a new outlook. So take that however you'd like. That message was meant for you to hear on this day in your seeking of serenity. I hope that was helpful. Have a beautiful week. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. 
If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world. Thank you.